AgriTalk is brought to you by Full Scale from Helena. Grow Strong returns this season with breakthrough foliar nutrition from Full Scale at Reproduction. And by Propane. Propane is the energy for everyone, especially farmers. Environmentally friendly propane can fuel most anything on the farm. See how at propane.com. Welcome to Nashville, Tennessee and the 2023 Top Producer Summit. It is a big day at TPS. Award winners will be announced tonight. And we've got the finalists for Top Producer of the Year on today's AgriTalk to talk about the challenges and opportunities they see for the year ahead. Live from the annual Top Producer Summit in Music City, USA, via Farm Journal broadcast, this is AgriTalk. This morning, we begin with a conversation with Top Producer Award winners April Hemis, Matt Splitter, and Steve Henry. And later, we'll chat with finalists from this year's summit, including Kevin Engel, Greg James, and Jacob Mose, Jeremy and Elizabeth Jack, Stacy Coger, Willard, and Laura Lee Jack. I'm Handsome Newsman Davis Michelson, and now the host of AgriTalk, Chip Laurie. Bro, I almost couldn't get through the names. It's a star-studded <laughs> AgriTalk is spotted. That's absolutely right. What a group we've got on the show today. It's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, we're going to take. Uh, we're, we're going to get the the thoughts from some past award winners on what they're looking at for opportunities and challenges in the year ahead. We'll do that in the next segment, and then of course we'll get to the finalists for the second half of the show. But this is. Uh, you know how I feel about this meeting, Davis. It, it, it's a fantastic meeting. It's rejuvenating the the uh, conversations that I've already had with with producers from across the country. It, it's just uh, it's been a fantastic event already, and and I'm looking forward to it as uh, as it carries on. So, well, um, for those of yeah, us who uh, who were unable to attend this year, I think the yeah. the one pressing question as we open our coverage this morning how was the breakfast buffet breakfast buffet was outstanding it was just as i anticipated as i remembered Uh had the Uh big old bowl of fresh fruit right out front that was unbelievably satisfying outstanding you know what Mm. you know what the bacon might have been it might have been just a little crisp just a little crisp Uh yeah Uh uh-huh yeah oh april is disagreeing april liked it she likes it. Oh, no. She, she says, no, crispy. it was crisp. She says yeah. it was crisp. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, but the, <laughs> Matt, Matt says, but the coffee was good. That's a good Easy. thing here in Nashville. You want good coffee when you're in Nashville, Davis. Indeed. Indeed. Yeah. There, there's reasons for that because sometimes it gets a little late in Nashville. I don't know what causes it, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. but the, the entertainment factor is, is something to behold. Yeah, yeah, networking, networking. That's it's what networking. we're doing. That, we're, do, we're doing that with air quotes, aren't we? Yes, yes, <laughs> yes, we are. All right, buddy, let's get to the news. What do you got? Sure thing. Well, let's begin here. A debt crisis face-off and a farm bill deadline are two linked challenges facing U.S. ag this year. With predictions by one Washington ag lobbyist that Congress will meet both challenges. Randy Russell with the Russell Group predicts there will be no avoiding open debate this year on the debt crisis now that the Treasury has run out of borrowing authority. He had this to say. The Republican-controlled House will use the debt ceiling to force a debate on the nearly $32 trillion in total federal debt, continuous $1.5 trillion annual deficits, and the growing threat of unchecked entitlement program spending. 
Jim yeah. House, speak. Uh, go on. Yeah, what? Go on. You know what? I, I think Randy's exactly right. The debate yeah. is going to be intense over this. As long as the debate is held in good faith with willingness to compromise and to, and to honestly debate the issue, then it's going to be fantastic. Ooh. If it's dig your heels in and I'm yeah. not going to budge from where I am right now, then, then we could have a bit of a crisis. Well, let me take us here, then. House okay. Speaker Kevin McCarthy <laughs> issued the new GOP roster for the House Rules Committee yesterday, and he made good on his pledges to give yeah. his conference's hard right three positions on the powerful panel, which decides along with the Speaker the bills going to the floor and the scope of amendments and debate. All three of those representatives have track records of holding up major spending legislation, emergency disaster aid, and forcing votes on divisive amendments against the wishes of GOP leadership. Sounds like a dig-in-your-heels trio there. They're three of the people that took us to 15 rounds of ballots to get a House Speaker. Um, they are dig-in-your-heels type of people. Now, they did show, eventually, a willingness to compromise and at, at least to vote present rather than voting against. So that does give me a little bit of hope that we can get to the end of the, the debt crisis debate with some sort of a resolution. We'll tip in other news. U.S. officials relayed grave concerns on proposed changes Man. offered by Mexico as insufficient, with Mexico's approach on biotech crops still, quote, not grounded in science, that according to a statement released after the meeting. So uh, folks from the uh, from the uh, from USDA meeting with Mexican officials this week. Yeah. Yeah. This has got anxiety around it. It really it does. does, because it, Obrador seems very serious about you know going forward with the ban on GMO corn. So yep. uh, we need to get, <laughs> talk about need for compromise. We're there. Well, Alltech released its 2023 Agri-Food Outlook today, highlighting global feed production survey data. Despite significant challenges that hit the entire supply chain, global feed production remained steady in 2022 at 1.266 billion metric tons. That's a decrease of only one-half of 1% from 2021's estimates. The top feed-producing countries during the past year were China at number one with 260.7 million metric tons, the U.S. in second place at 240.4 metric tons, and Brazil a distant third with 81.9 million metric tons. The U.S. government has confronted China with evidence that suggests some state-owned companies may be providing assistance for Russia that feeds into its war effort in Ukraine. The concern focuses on the on non-lethal military aid and economic activity that stops short of direct evasion of the sanctions imposed on Russia by the U.S. and its allies. Sounds like China bumping right up against the line there. Right up. Exactly. That That is exactly right. Davis, I don't feel any backup or, or relief on this situation coming. I mean, your next no. story confirms that, too. Indeed. Well, the resignation of several senior Ukrainian officials was announced in Kyiv with some of the departures linked <sighs> to reported corruption allegations with President Zelensky pledging to root out corruption. A deputy infrastructure minister was arrested Sunday, accused of taking $400,000 from contracts to buy generators, with another official removed after reports the defense agency had overpaid for food bought for troops. Dirty pool, Chip. Well, this sounds like typical wartime activities. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, it yeah. happens every time there is a conflict in a country. 
that receives aid from the United States. They just can't keep their hands off it. It, it, it doesn't go to the greater good. It goes right. to an individual. Right. Well, meanwhile, the Eurozone economy expanded in January for the first time in seven months, according to a purchasing manager's survey, adding to signs that the region could face a milder-than-expected downturn this winter or even avoid a recession. By contrast, the U.K. economy contracted in January at its sharpest pace in two years. And from the, I don't know what this means file, Bitcoin has surged (laughs) to its highest level since the November implosion of crypto exchange FTX. A weekend rally pushed its price to around 23,000, up more than 45% from the November lows. Volatility continues in this mysterious cryptocurrency. Yeah, what it means is somebody that's willing to buy it because they think it's going to be higher tomorrow than it is today showed up again. Boom. That's that's all I can say. I mean, you're not going to find a fundamental reason for Bitcoin to be trading either higher or lower. That, I don't think, even exists. So, okay, hey, when we come back from Nashville, Tennessee, and the Top Producer Summit, we're going to have a conversation with Matt Splitter, April Hemis, and we'll see if Steve Henry shows up, too. We'll be right back here on AgriTalk from the TPS. From powering irrigation engines to warming buildings, propane has always been a part of American farm life. Now, you can be a part of propane's future and save money at the same time. The Propane Farm Incentive Program is a research initiative that provides farmers up to $5,000 towards the purchase of new propane-powered equipment. In exchange, participants share performance data to make tomorrow's ag operations more cost-effective, more efficient, and more environmentally friendly with propane. Getting started is simple. Visit propane.com slash farm incentive to see if you're eligible. To produce higher yields and greater value at harvest, timing is everything. Full Scale from Helena helps soybeans reach their full potential with breakthrough foliar nutrition and reproduction. Full Scale delivers beneficial plant extracts and micronutrients with the added efficiency of ENC formulation technology. It gives your soybeans every opportunity to grow strong returns this season. Contact your local ag retailer or Helena representative to learn more about Full Scale. Always read and follow label instructions and check registration status before use. AgriTalk is brought to you by Golden Harvest. The foundations of a successful season begin with Golden Harvest Game-Changing Corn. Find your hybrid at GameChangingCorn.com. All right. Welcome back to AgriTalk and Top Producer Summit here in Nashville, Tennessee. Uh, Joining us right now, we've got April Hammes, 2019 Trailblazer Award winner. April, welcome to AgriTalk. Welcome back to AgriTalk. Yes, glad to be here. Yeah, April has been on the Friday free-for-all with us a couple of times, so Mm -hmm. you probably recognize her voice on here. And we've got Matt Splitter, 2021 Horizon Award winner. Matt, how you doing, man? Doing great. Glad to be here. Glad that you are here. Glad you're here. Okay, April, you know, we talk about in agriculture how every year is different. Um, when you take a look at 2023 and you go back to that year when you were the Trailblazer Award winner, 2019, not all that long ago. I know. I have to remember that, though. Yeah. Not, <laughs> it's not all that long ago. How have things on your, in your operation changed, evolved to where you're at today? Well, what's amazing is I think we were starting the drought then in mm-hmm. Iowa, and it only got worse, yet... Last year, I had the worst crops I ever had, 
and this year I had the best crops I ever had. And you're in Hampton. And uh, yeah, North Central Iowa. North Central yeah, Iowa. Not yep. far from you. Right. So it's amazing to me um, the advances. You know, not only in the chemicals, but the seed and how it handles what nature throws it. So yeah. you know. But um, I tell you what, and that's what I say to, especially non-agriculture people, or these poor young things that <laughs> haven't been through the 80s, like some of us old people, <laughs> you know, more experienced farmers there, there. that's go. a good way to put it, yeah. is, you know, every year's a challenge, and that's yeah. what makes farming interesting. So 2021 was your worst crop, 2022 yes. was your best crop. Yes. It was just the timing of the rain, because you didn't have exactly. too much rain in no. 22. No, not at all. It was no. the timing, and no Never discount a September rain with soybeans. So you guys can do all the crop tours you want, Chip, Well, but you can't guess soybean yields. You know, when we got done, you're right, that is tough. It, it is really tough. When we got done with crop tour this year, we it, we made the estimate on August 23rd, and there, was rain, there yep. was rain in the forecast for August 25th mm -hmm. for some of those dry areas, even out towards you, Matt, in Kansas. There was rain in the forecast for the 25th, and we missed that rain. Nebraska missed that rain, and we missed the bean yield to the upside big time yeah, because of that. Exactly. So it was it was interesting. What about you? So 2021 Horizon Award winner. Yep. Definitely not that long ago, but still things are changing on your operation. Yeah, things are things are moving. We're progressing forward. Um, you know, 2021 was uh, we're in COVID. You yeah. know, and we're coming to a conference here, limited crowd and things yeah. like that. But it was a good time to uh, find the highlights and find the, the, the really fun spots of such a difficult time in, in our country. And, yeah. and, and, and um, so it, it was truly, I remember sending an email out to all my landowners and saying, you know, we have the world is surrounded with bad news. But, man, here's some good news. Yeah. Here's what we're doing. And, yeah. and, here, and, and we're, we're so, so proud that you guys have, you know, our landowners and our team have elevated us to this to this position that we can we can be just a you know kind of a, a servant or, or some, some a leader yeah for, for them yeah and, uh, so it was a really nice bright spot in a downtime absolutely absolutely and when you get to share some of the information and the networking that takes place at, at at this meeting because it's an ewa it's a it's a young farmer meeting it's it's a top producer everybody yeah, you know, it, it, yeah. there's something here for everybody so the networking mat that takes yeah. place I've, I've talked about it every year here, but it's worth talking about again. Yeah. It's unbelievable. Yeah. You can't walk down the hall 20 steps without you know, getting sidetracked with the conversation yep. with somebody you haven't seen in a year, two years, three years, yep. whatever it may be. And Man, it's awesome. It is yeah. great. Like-minded people come together to, to learn. Well, okay. So Sunday evening, I was enjoying a cocktail, and I met a young couple from Virginia, the Toms mm -hmm. family. And I asked them, I said, so why are you here? And the, the answer was kind of, you know what? We're trying to figure out exactly why we are here. And, 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 but, you know, we've but heard, so, yeah, and we've heard so much you, about it. So yeah. I saw them last night. I said, what'd you learn today? And they said, oh, my gosh, we need to completely change up the way that our business is structured. Here's how we've got, we're going to do it. We're so excited about it. That was after one short We hadn't even day. started. Hadn't that, even yeah. really started. <laughs> right. Right. And there they were. They were talking about how it was already worth making the trip. It's that it, it's the it, it's the organizational well, so it's, skills it's, that it brings. It's farmers looking at their at it as a business. Yeah. 
you know, and it's like, okay, we really need to up our game. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. It's fantastic. Yeah. Fantastic. Um, 2023 is bringing some different challenges when it comes to interest rates as well, Matt. I mean, I I know that this is something, and, and the cost of operation is something that you drill down on super hard. Kind of changes your outlook a little bit, doesn't it? It, it does, but man, I'm excited. I'm excited. 23, you know, fertilizer price, input prices have come down from their highs in 22. Yeah. And, and what I, I think I was visiting with you and leading into 22, and I said, yep. 22 looks okay. 23 really had me scared. Yeah. And we didn't have the buying opportunities right. so for, for some of these inputs. Man, we're back in that buying opportunity. Cash grain prices. If you can, if you can do some good, some good forward marketing, you can lock in some pretty good profits right now. Now, in our area, we come, we came off the worst drought that, that we've had in quite some time, yep. raising thirty to forty percent of our average production. You know, Wait, tell us again where exactly where you're at. Yeah, we're in central Kansas. If you're yeah. an X across the state, we're right in the center. Okay, of the northwest of Wichita, about an hour. Um, and so we were, we, we were on the the eastern side of the drought. We've got a lot of friends out west who. are much worse condition than we are, and man, we are, our, our prayers go out to them, and hopefully they, they catch some good yeah. moisture here soon, very soon they need well, it. I think they caught a little bit. They, they caught some snow, <laughs> yeah. but uh, that's, that's, a, that's a, a little dent <laughs> in the meter, but um, you know, I, I am excited about 23. Um, you can't be anything but excited when you're coming off a drought, and you maybe have this prospect of a new year, new season, and what it could bring. And there's been some good purchasing opportunities here in the last 15 to 20 days yep. fertilizer prices have come come down a little bit we're able to lock in some some profits and margins here yeah it's bit. looking pretty good <laughs> no, yeah come, so. come down a little bit oh yeah well what well, are you what do you see in April? well that it's coming down but what, what you started off with my number one is the interest i think what farmers forget especially when we're storing grain the cost, cost of, of storing, storing grain you know yeah. i i read an article about that and i went ah, you know because we really need to focus on that now yeah. After last year, and then do I just sell it in the fall? Boy, the fall price has been really good. Well, that's never happens, you yep. know. The forward selling, we just have to be better marketers now, I think, even with good prices. You're right. And lock in those because, and figure that cost of storage in there. Yeah. Because the interest rates doubled from you're, you're what abs- we're used to. You're 100% right. And the oh, thing- well, wait. Uh, did you record that? Because <laughs> yes, I want to play that to my recorded. husband. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it is recorded. But that period, that decade of zero to low exactly. interest rates, number one, you didn't have much of a cost to store. Number two, the cost uh, on the money to put up the bin was encouraging more and more storage to be built. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Now you got to rethink it because is it really worth even putting money, putting crop in the bin when you've got the storage costs that are involved? And those FSA loans, I'm on our county committee, it was 2% money, now it's over 5 Yep. You know, so right. even the cheap money isn't cheap anymore. Yep. Okay, so Matt was talking about the opportunities ahead that he's excited about. What about you, April? I'm excited about what your last story was the farm bill we farmers need to use our voices and get to those policymakers and tell them what's important to us especially those that are digging their heels in and making it partisan you Mm -hmm. know the farm bill isn't part it's about food and feed you Mm -hmm. know and the farmers and the people using the snap program coming together and putting together a great bill and we really we don't do that, I don't think, enough. You know, and, and the Farm Bill has such a strong tradition of being an example of how the two parties can come together and work together 
Exactly. And I'm just a little afraid that it, that it, it's going to be, you know, the last round, there was a little division on that one. At one point, don't forget, the SNAP program was, out. or the, the yeah. nutrition title was broken out. Right. Yeah. And it doesn't work for either one. No. If we break it out, we have to have it together. That's right. That's exactly right. What are you doing to make sure that uh, they understand what is needed? Talk, well, you, like I just said, talking to the to the people that matter. Yeah. You know, the renewable fuels in Iowa brings the staff of the of the policymakers to a tour in Iowa, and they were on our farm, and you that was some some of those people. It was the first time they ever were in a cornfield. Yeah. They were eating corn, thinking it was sweet corn, yeah. and you had to explain. And then all the technology we used, their eyes were open, but mine were open more. Yeah. These are the people writing the policy that have no idea what we do on our farm. Dude, this it, it's, that's a little concerning. There's no question about that. I mean, the education process is something that we need to continue with those in D.C. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. And, and you know, for, for a young farmer who... Um, has to rely heavily on on mm-hmm. the financing world. You know the interest rates are big deal, but crop insurance. Yeah, crop insurance is yeah. just is is just the utmost important to us. Yeah, and um, and we've expressed that to, yeah. the, to the congressman and the congresswomen in, in, in DC. Very good. And, and it's it's I we're going to promote it. We're going to push push right. hard. All Lots right. of opportunities. You, Absolutely. Great you times. Bet. You guys have a great time out here, all right? Thanks Adel for Jay, having us Matt on. Splitter, you bet. All right, when we come back, we're going to talk with some of the 2023 Top Producer of the Year finalists. To produce higher yields and greater value at harvest, timing is everything. Full Scale from Helena helps soybeans reach their full potential with breakthrough foliar nutrition and reproduction. Full Scale delivers beneficial plant extracts and micronutrients with the added efficiency of ENC formulation technology. It gives your soybeans every opportunity to grow strong returns this season. Contact your local ag retailer or Helena representative to learn more about Full Scale. Always read and follow label instructions and check registration status before use. From powering irrigation engines to warming buildings, propane has always been a part of American farm life. Now you can be a part of propane's future and save money at the same time. The Propane Farm Incentive Program is a research initiative that provides farmers up to $5,000 towards the purchase of new propane-powered equipment. In exchange, participants share performance data to make tomorrow's ag operations more cost-effective, more efficient, and more environmentally friendly with propane. Getting started is simple. Visit propane.com slash farm incentive to see if you're eligible. Time for Markets Now with the experts from ProFarmer. Joining us now, ProFarmer editor Brian grady Beach. We're not getting it all back, but it's a nice comeback in that wheat market. Yeah, absolutely, Chip. Uh, wheat's leading us to the upside here, double-digit gains. Uh, HRW contracts are, are leading uh, within that complex. And, and so, uh, nice recovery, like you mentioned. But yesterday's uh, price action was damaging uh, from a technical perspective. And, and uh, uh, so, we we probably need to get some of this back, uh, probably overdone to the downside, and, and yeah. uh, which is leading the corrective buying here. Yeah, and it's helping corn out. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, corn's trading solidly to the upside. Uh, soybeans are trading firmer as well, as is the meal market, uh, but both of those markets are backed uh, well off of their highs. And, and so we'll kind of have to see how this all shakes out. But uh, soy oil uh, now trading to the downside uh, because of heavy pressure from crude oil. And, and uh, so we got uh, quite the dynamic going on within the soy complex today. Yeah, crude oil matters again to the soy oil market, huh? That's kind of a surprise. Yeah, um, you know, it, it's, it's kind of on again, off again, yep. uh, but definitely uh, having an influence today. No doubt. 
dude, we got to go over to livestock trade, but it's all negative again. What is going on? Yeah, uh, well, the, I'll start in, in uh, cattle, feeder cattle. They're they're lower because of the strength in the corn market this morning. Okay. So not too surprising there. Uh, th- those two have been trading opposite each other here recently. Uh, live cattle futures also favoring the downside, uh, waiting on cash cattle trade to develop, and it's probably going to be another long standoff in the cash market uh, with packers not wanting to raise bids, uh, but uh, feedlots not wanting to sell at lower prices. So we've, we're set up for an extended battle again there. And then yeah. on the hog side of things, uh, you know, I, I know I say this every day, but uh, we're under pressure. Cash market continues to decline, and, and yeah. uh, that's really all that's going on there. Pro Farmer Editor Brian Grady. Opinions expressed on AgriTalk do not necessarily reflect the views of Farm Journal Broadcasting, affiliate stations, or sponsors. I don't know what you're thinking. (laughs) So call us at 855-4-TALK-AG and tell us what's on your mind. Welcome back to AgriTalk. I'm Chip Flory. We are live at the Top Producer Summit in Nashville, Tennessee. Glad that you are with us. And Davis, we've got all the chairs full, man. All All the chairs chairs full? All the chairs are full. We've got the three finalists for the 2023 Top Producer of the Year, and we're going to start to meet them right now. Well, let's introduce you all. We've got Kevin Engel from Hanover, Virginia. How are you? I'm doing great. How about you? Doing real good, Kevin. Thank you for making time. Greg Mose from Goodwin, South Dakota. Up in the North Country. Up in the North Country, exactly. And let's go to the South Country. We got Jeremy Jack from Belzona, Mississippi. That's correct, in the Delta. And I got that right, didn't you I? You got that right. There's very, an that, I, I'm impressed. I'm very impressed. I'm I was taking lie. a shot at it. I was taking a shot at it's it. It's Italian. Yeah, yeah so Belzona, Mississippi. Yeah. Well, let's start with, uh, with the Silent Shade Planting Company down there, Jeremy. Tell me about your operation. Sure. It's a family operation. We grow corn, cotton, soybean and rice we have a, a trucking business also that we uh, we run uh, I got fortunate enough to work with my parents uh, my wife and my sister yeah all all irrigated ground also right I believe I've talked with your dad Willard that's correct that's yeah correct. I believe He's I've here. talked with him before yes yeah so, so he, he moved to Mississippi from uh, southern Ontario Canada yeah so, yes, I know I've talked with him. Yeah, it's been a while <laughs> There's very but... few people that you would have had that that move yeah so. <laughs> yeah so when, when you look at your operation, what is it that you think it makes you unique in, in the way that you do business? Well, it's, like I said, we're a family operation, and whether it was my father moving down, my, my grandfather, how he let my father move into a leadership role at a young age, and then my father at the same time moving me into a leadership role at a young age. Yep. He really pushed innovation in the operation. Innovation is something that we've always looked at. If it worked last year, well, then it's probably not going to work this year. We've got to go ahead and continue to change. So that's one thing that we've always advanced. And then we've tried to professionalize our business as much as we can for the future so we can have future growth yeah. in operation in, in from our family or our team. Yeah. Outstanding. Outstanding. Let's go over to Kevin in Virginia. Kevin, tell us about your operation. Well, we're uh, north of Richmond there, about 15 miles, and we farm in Virginia along with my children. I have two sons and a daughter and my wife, of course, and uh, we farm about 25,000 acres there in Virginia and a little bit in North Carolina. Corn, soybeans, wheat, rapeseed, milo, rye. We we sell to a lot of the big poultry producers there, Purdue, 
Smithfield for the hogs, uh, Tyson's. Uh, we sell to a lot of large dairies. Virginia is a very grain deficit state. So we're thankful there to have good bases most of the year. Yeah. And we also have an export terminal there that, you know, when we have an excess of grain, it can get shipped off to other countries and yeah. whatnot. Uh, we also supply some um, distilleries there. We're, we're a partner in one of the distilleries called Ragged Branch. Okay. And we make bourbon. Okay. Uh, we farm a lot of the historical land there in Virginia where we're... Uh, How many acres did you say? About 25,000 acres, yeah. How many different plots is that, Kevin? Oh, my gosh. Well, we have over 200 landlords. Uh, <laughs> and we're... I think there's probably about four to five hundred different plots. plots. Yeah, yeah, it's spread out quite a bit. Takes takes a couple of full time managers to make sure everything gets done. Well, we're all doers. Yeah, we're all doers. You know, it's all hands on deck. That's crazy, but, uh, man. We're also starting a company to uh, market uh, CBD and hemp. So okay, with some with some friends of mine out in Texas. So we're kind of diversified. Yeah. Yeah, outstanding. All right, Greg Mose in South Dakota. Tell us about your operation. Well, uh, the biggest thing is we're kind of one of the originals, you know, up the I-29 corridor. There's yep. been a lot of immigration coming in from from the U.K. and now from California. We've been in another year. It'll be 130 years that's been in our family. Uh, you wow. know, it's been passed on. The home farm has always been passed on to the next generation and probably one of the few farms in the in the township or the county that hasn't been sold somewhere in its life. Uh, you know, we had, uh, I'm one of 11 kids. Uh, my brother and myself are running the, the operating the farm right now with my son. Uh, Jacob's on the farm with us, and then we got a, a lot of good families we work with. Uh, yeah. uh, it's kind of nice because we're kind of, uh, we feel that we uh, created an environment for the people around in our operation that uh, they have the same passion we do for taking can care of animals. Uh, yeah taking care of animals when i say animals uh we got uh, we milk 2600 head of milk cows three times a day yeah. uh we've uh, uh take care of we brought and build a facility now for to house all of our replacements and uh and that's gone down our replacement numbers have gone down in the years and so we built a facility just for our, the female uh yeah heifers and and then besides we're uh every day on the wet calf side we keep all of our calves uh 65% of our herd is bred to uh, uh, the beef breed. Beef genetics, yeah. okay. And we've been yep. doing that for about 9 or 10 years, and they're bred to limousine. So what are you, you're yeah. one of the first to start doing that. Yeah, that was right after when the big move was yeah. to try and figure out what to do And you're do using limousine. Yes. Okay. Uh, but 18 months ago, uh, we were when we were finishing these steers, when we go to the packer with it, they know they're dairy beef, so they have a reason. They look at you, and they say, well, that one's got too much white. That one's too long and tall. So we were looking for a market. So 18 months ago, we started breeding the Wagyu. And so okay. we, we're hoping, well, the, the plan is the, there's a company in Texas that will take everything that we can produce. We teamed up with Genix with the, with the, the semen, and now we're, uh, we're going to have before. finished. Uh, be, and they're paying premiums for it. That's the thing. And they'll buy them at 500 pounds or they'll buy them at 1,500 pounds. And, and you're getting all bull calves out of those Well, yeah, yeah. We went yeah. to a sexed uh, male yeah. 
beef semen now too. So, <laughs> I, can you guys? I mean, we talk about technology and agriculture yeah. all the time. Yeah. Okay, and and when you see it in row crop production or rice production, cotton production, whatever, it's fantastic to to see the the advances that. But when you go and look at a dairy and the way that the technology is put to use on a dairy and is on display every day, yeah. that blows me away, man. And yeah. in, in all the new dairies uh, sub, in our area, there's new dairies going in, 3,000 cows, all with robotic milking. So where, are the, where are they coming from, Greg? California. 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 Out of water. Yeah. Yep. Yep. And then the first ones that moved in, that's why the I-29 quarter took off so big is uh, the, the whole industry got together it's, there and they went over... In uh, we had an EB-5 uh, uh, program where they yeah. could come over and be citizens after so many years if they created jobs. Okay. So uh, just yesterday I was reading somewhere that South Dakota is going to be one of the one states where our herd average has gone to a thousand head per herd. And there's wow. only a few states in the United it, States right now doing that. Is that movement going to cross the border into North Dakota at some point? Uh, North Dakota is lost the processing. Yeah. Yeah. No, we just, it's, uh, and it's even kind of localized in South Dakota. It's, it's fascinating uh, to me what's uh, yeah. happening up there, yeah. Greg. Yeah. And this all, you know, back in 19, yeah. 1990s, we were down under 80,000 head of cows, yeah. milk cows in the state. Yeah. And we're almost 200,000 now. So it's switched wow. in our state. Unbelievable. But that's not the whole I-29 corridor. Okay, we've talked about Greg's market. We've talked about Kevin's market. What about you, Jeremy? Where does your product go? So a lot of our corn is the uh, same as uh, uh, Kevin. We are a corn deficit state with big chicken industry. And so um, all the chickens eat all the corn. Uh, but we're really close to New Orleans. So we have a huge export market with the soybean. The quicker we can get our soybean harvested onto a boat, and into a ship is a quick, is our best basis on our, our soybeans. It's okay. Just get rid of it as quickly as you okay. can. Uh, the cotton goes export market, but it gets ginned, and uh, the cotton seed goes up uh, to the Midwest, where mm-hmm. all those cows that love all the cotton seed. But uh, and then our rice is uh, uh, is milled there locally and uh, through uh, producers, so uh, it's all local uh, grade. Now there is a, we do have the facility, one of the very few facilities in the world that we can load milled rice onto a barge and uh, ship it out or even onto a boat and take it to the um, Mediterranean there, or not the Mediterranean, the, uh, the Gulf Coast. Okay. Uh, uh, they're uh, out, out right inside of Greenville. So it's a very diverse area, but we're so close to the port, not a whole lot what, of options for what, it. Why hasn't the rice market participated like the other grains? Rice is such a thinly traded market. Yeah. And it's just it's controlled by so But few even the people. cash market hasn't really... It, it's... it's it's come up some. Okay. It's come up some. It is profitable for. It's profitable to grow rice, but not to the levels of the corn and soybeans. And I think a lot of it is price. Uh, the the higher price and cotton both are very to the point of elasticity. Is that that price goes up, consumers quit using them. Yeah. They don't have the fuel options that corn and soybean has. So yeah. one, once cotton gets to a certain point, cotton gets. Uh, quits being spun and synthetics start being spun. Gotcha. Uh, rice, people look to a potato or some type of yep. other type of starch when it gets to that certain price. And yep. in the U.S., we demand a higher price than the rest of the U.S. or the rest of the world already for a higher quality product. So okay. we're already on the, the top end of what we can uh, was, charge. Yeah, and Kevin, I was a little surprised to hear you say that Virginia is a deficit state when it comes to grains. It's got to be because of the, pol- the, the broiler production? Is that? Uh, it's, it's poultry, it's uh, hogs. It's beef. Wow. I mean, we you know, we got huge uh, turkey needs yep. up in the up in the Shenandoah Valley area. Okay, dairy and everything up in that area. 
So there's, there's plenty of livestock there, plenty of livestock. A good basis makes your marketing job a whole lot easier, doesn't it? Well, it, it? helps. It helps with our <laughs> transportation costs because, you know, yep. our operation is spread out 235 miles east to west and 265 miles north to south. So we've got a little bit of freight involved in getting our grain moved around. So that that strong basis helps a lot with that. And, uh, you, with today's do you do harvest, most of your own trucking then? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. We have some custom truckers to help us out as well. Yeah. But, uh, you know, we have a fleet of our own trucks to, to help move things around. All right. All right. We are in the middle of a conversation with the finalists for the 2023 Top Producer of the Year. Kevin Engel from Virginia, Greg Mose from South Dakota, Jeremy Jack from Mississippi. When we come back, guys, let's talk about opportunities that you see for the year ahead and what you're really excited about in farming, all right? We're at Top Producer. To produce higher yields and greater value at harvest, timing is everything. Full Scale from Helena helps soybeans reach their full potential with breakthrough foliar nutrition and reproduction. Full Scale delivers beneficial plant extracts and micronutrients with the added efficiency of ENC formulation technology. It gives your soybeans every opportunity to grow strong returns this season. Contact your local ag retailer or Helena representative to learn more about Full Scale. Always read and follow label instructions and check registration status before use. From powering irrigation engines to warming buildings, propane has always been a part of American farm life. Now, you can be a part of propane's future and save money at the same time. The Propane Farm Incentive Program is a research initiative that provides farmers up to $5,000 towards the purchase of new propane-powered equipment. In exchange, participants share performance data to make tomorrow's ag operations more cost-effective, more efficient, and more environmentally friendly with propane. Getting started is simple. Visit propane.com slash farm incentive to see if you're eligible. Our name says it all. Agritalk. What more do you need to know? I'm telling you, we should have left the the broadcast going during the break there because that conversation was really pretty good. I uh, wish you could have been part of it. We're going to try to create some of it right now. We've got Engel Family Farms, Kevin Engel with us, Modak Dairy, Greg Mose, and Silent Shade Planning Company, Jeremy Jack. They are all finalists for the 2023 Top Producer of the Year. Um, Jeremy, let's start with you. Let's talk about some of the opportunities that you see for the year ahead. And you know what? We should mention you, you your wife Elizabeth, Stacy Coger, Willard, and Laura Lee Jack. Uh, you're all here for the event, and, and correct. I'm glad that the family is here. It's good stuff, man. Yeah, I'm, I'm very, very fortunate to be able to work with my family, my my sister and my wife. They, uh, uh, I like to say, they team up on me all the time, and they pick on me. They're mean to me. They don't let me get do what I want to do. But <laughs> they tell me it's what we should do. You know those type things. But uh, I'm very fortunate to have such a good family that I get to work with every day. And uh, uh, even though I'm the one that jumps in front of the camera, or uh, yeah. my wife took, calls me just the show pony. They're the work <laughs> workhorses back there making sure everything's getting done. But I just kind of prance around. But uh, they, they don't give me any slack at all. Uh, but you know the opportunities for this year. I've always said um and you know i haven't been farming you know for mm-hmm. uh, i don't I haven't grown 60 crops or anything like that but i was very fortunate to be put in a leadership role at a very young age so coming right out of college my dad got sick and he said you know i might not be around you've got to learn how to run this so i learned a lot really quick and i was luckily he uh, was able to walk through all of his health uh, mm-hmm. uh issues but uh, what i've learned in tougher times is 
I learned so much more than when I had like really good crops and really good prices and low in, low uh, interest rates, low input costs. I didn't learn a thing. I learned a lot of bad habits. Yep. I learned a lot of things that don't aren't sustainable long term. But you know, the last five six years where we had you know just really tough weather events, um, low prices. Those are where we really got the operation tuned in and working really good. And that's why I look at this year. It's an opportunity because we do have higher interest rates, which yep. has been a long time since we've had those. But I grew up. And yep. double-digit uh, interest rates. So uh, I grew up in the 80s, and that's, I remember those very, very closely. Uh, and the stories from those, you know, we have uh, high input uh, prices, yep. so it's a good time to make sure that you're buying everything really well, pricing around, and make sure your niche don't buy from where you locally uh, do because yep. you might need to search around and you might need to change your crop mix up yep. or change the crop plans around what you can get, what you can get, and what price you can get yeah. it at. You know, so as I tell the story the other day with a lot of the inputs and equipment right now, it's kind of like my five-year-old daughter coming back out of kindergarten. She told me, you get what you get and you don't pitch a fit. Well, that's kind of like buying <laughs> equipment right now. I was yeah. like, well, I'd like to have this. Well, you can't have that. Right, right. <laughs> and uh, it doesn't matter the price. It's just not there for you. That's so right, that's right. I, I kind of look at it as it's, uh, but if you can navigate these times, there's a great opportunity for you to, uh, to, do, to, to do well yeah. this year. Yeah, awesome. Kevin? What are you thinking about? Well, in this coming year, I think it's really interesting uh, how our consumers are evolving and getting more involved in our in their food and where it comes from, and uh, working closely with you know the the processors like Purdue and and Tyson's mm-hmm. and whatnot. I think it gives us an opportunity to to mesh closer to our to our consumer, you know, mm-hmm. and learn what they what's important to them. Uh, certainly, the environment is important uh, mm-hmm. to most of them, and and keeping that environment clean and giving us opportunities to show how we farm, to to explain to them that we do a good job. You know, we take care of this land. We're improving this land, and we're making it more and more productive to meet the growing needs of the population. Uh, that we're keeping our waters clean. You know, in Virginia, we have this little thing over in the corner called Chesapeake, Chesapeake Bay. Bay. Yeah, people get a little <laughs> rattled when you start talking about that. And, and uh, you know, it, it, we can look at it as a problem or we can look at it as a tremendous asset and a tremendous opportunity to just to do like you were speaking of earlier, you know, to learn and manage our, our inputs better yeah. and use micro, you know, products that, that, that develop the microorganisms mm-hmm. in the soil better where we have to apply less the phosphates. Biologicals. And, Boy, that's you know, a hot topic right now. Yeah. So cover crops, biologicals, all those things. I mean, just the, the, uh, the growth and all of that and being able to demonstrate to the consumer how we can make all that come together is you, tremendous. You're focused on that. Make that point to the consumer. I appreciate that a lot. Yes. It, 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 Greg, in the in the dairy yeah. industry, yeah. you've got to make that a priority, communicating yeah. with the yeah. consumer. And and that's where we opened our barns up all the time for tours. We work with a, a technical uh, college there. They come out and do hands-on learning at our farm. Uh, we're looking at uh, some of the uh, places we're looking at moving into a teaching school for robotic dairy and on our farm. We're going to wow. work with the state and with the college and see if we can put together a, a, a seven or 800 cow dairy w- milking with robotic so we can teach our technicians and everybody can come there from different companies. So, you know, that's, you know, yeah. right now our biggest goal with uh, what we're looking at is we're mature dairy. Yeah. And, but we're, breaking off into bringing our heifers home and then the beef side of it and then uh, yeah. we started something new with our uh, 
little uh, all of our crossbreds and Holstein heifers, uh, we've instead of shipping them to Kansas or Texas or New Mexico, we built barns and we're putting them inside in a new type of a little headlock and bottle feeder. Holy system. smokes! So it's uh, and it's all ventilated and taken care of in little fancy little barns. So You've got it all covered at, well, at Modak. Yeah, yeah, that's what we're wanting to yeah. do is get so we don't have to rely on outside. Uh, we're getting calls every day of somebody wanting to look at these barns because we've been in them over a year now, and uh, because everybody's getting tired of shipping animals, you know, yeah. with the cost and feed and everything else. Feed was cheap down in them places before. Right. All of a sudden, now. it's gotten more expensive, so instead of shipping the animals there and the cost of trucking and then bringing them back, and, and the, the growth in them places has been unreal for as far as in Kansas and stuff. They went from two or 3,000 baby calves up to 20,000. Yeah. So you know that growth on a wet calf yeah, it's not a so. Yeah, well, that's what our you, deals going and, up and with. Boy, you've identified an interesting opportunity with the Waigu yes, cross yes, on yeah. on those cows. Mm-hmm. Go ahead and put me down for half a half. Yeah, yeah, that's <laughs> uh, okay. You know, when you go online for the company that's uh, processing them right now, and a five five pound roast is twenty or a hundred dollars. Who twenty dollars a pound? Okay, yeah. well, coming to your house. Yeah, <laughs> back, back up bills coming all day. Back up You go, you go into the restaurants, and boy, they're all on the restaurants. Yeah. Even down here at the motel last night, they had yep. the little sliders that were all Wagyu sliders. Very cool. Served, so. You guys yeah. were out of time. We could yes. do this for another three yeah. hours. Yeah. Good luck to you yeah. all. Congratulations. Thank you. It's an Thank honor you guys for to to have the conversation. Here. With it's an you honor here. to be here. All right. Yes. That is Kevin Angle, Greg yeah. Mose, and Jeremy Jack. They are finalists for Top Producer of the Year. We'll be back here this afternoon.